Good morning. Our, our scripture lesson is from Luke 24, and we will be reading verses 28 through 32. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So we went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? The word of God for the people of God. How many of you skipped breakfast this morning? Can I see a show of hands? Okay. Uh, I'm breaking a cardinal rule of public speaking. I'm talking about food. And those of you that skipped breakfast have got to be hungry. And those of us that didn't are probably thinking ahead to what lunch is going to be. And some of us will be thinking about uh, the latest show on Food Network that we watched and uh, a dessert that has too many calories for us. Have you ever really been starved? Now, I'm not talking about where you've got a medical treatment coming and you don't get to eat for a few hours or a day. Have you ever been really, have you ever been so hungry that it just dominated everything in your life? And you couldn't think of anything else but food. Walk with me back to 1993. Some of you, that's a pre-existent walk. But in 1993, I came to Court Street in the summer. And in the end of October, on one Sunday morning... I started to feel something in my back. By the end of the service, I was walking with a limp. And that began three or four weeks of helping support all of the doctors in Genesee County and trying to figure out what was going on. It wasn't a normal back problem like I'd had when I hurt myself years before playing baseball and all that kind of stuff. This just became incapacitating. And by the time they figured out what it was, I was getting better, and they said there wasn't anything they could have done if they'd have known ahead. So I don't know whether that helped things or not. But I remember specifically a day when I was at my lowest. Now, I was laying on the floor in a little mattress like that. I couldn't get up without the help of Susan. I, I could not walk without holding on to someone. And I was laying there uh, on the floor, most of the time being in a semi-drugged state. And she came up and brought me a big lunch and said, if you're okay, I'm going to go have lunch with someone and then I'm gonna, I've got some errands to run and I'll be back. And this was the pre-cell phone era. And I ate and I said, I'll just uh, take a couple pills and go to sleep. 
I had never experienced the combination of muscle relaxers and steroids. I got a new understanding of what can happen in your brain. I have been one that always felt like I had some control over eating and not eating. But I awoke from about a half hour sleep ravenous. I was so hungry and I had eaten a big meal just an hour before. I couldn't get up to go downstairs to eat. I could crawl a little bit. And then I looked up to my left on the dresser, up about this high, and about 10 feet from me was a box this wide, that narrow, and about this high. Any of you remember those chocolate bars you used to sell fundraising things? And I saw that. And I took my cane, and I scooched, and I hurt, and I scooched some more, and I got close enough that what I could reach up, and I knocked it off of there, and they came down, and the candy bars went flying, and I could grab them and pull them to me. I thought I was in heaven. I ate one. I ate two. I think I ate more than four. I'm not sure. I will say that a, a stomach is not made for that. But no one was going to stop me. I was starved. Now, there was something wrong. The wires get crossed in the brain, and that's not a way to live. For food is meant to provide us with energy for our living and who we are. There's another side of food. I've had so many parishioners and friends going through chemo and talk about the fact that food just isn't something they want. And whether food is controlling you by demanding every moment of your thinking or not, both sides get in the way of living life fully. When we look at Scripture we realize how relevant the issues that we face are. Food is at the center of an awful lot of scripture. In the Old Testament, we are encouraged to welcome the stranger. Bring him into your house and let them eat. There weren't restaurants then. Be a friend to those who are hurting. Come on in. The church the church at its best has been a welcoming community that brought people together. And how many times is it around food? What happens when you invite someone to your house for dinner or for lunch? The relationship's never the same, is it? You talk, you share. In some sense, the guard is let down a little bit, but it's more than that. It's... It's a saying, I am open to you. <coughs> it's a saying, it's a feeling of beginning a relationship. The first date is oftentimes going to a restaurant and eating, isn't it? We learn about each other in times like that. I fear that one of the things that's happening in our society today is that the old family meal where you would touch base with everyone is now interrupted by 
everything from cell phones to television and everything else. And I can preach against that unless one of my beloved Wisconsin ball teams are on, and then the television has to be on whether it's mealtime or not. But we all, we all get divided attentions. And we don't have the, we don't seem to make those connections that once, once were so important. Let me take you through a few incidents that Jesus had in his life and how food was related. His first miracle was done when he turned the water into wine. The miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, which really was probably the feeding of 15 or 20,000. They were there, he had been teaching and preaching, and then it was time to eat and he had to take care of it. Remember Zacchaeus, the wee little man who climbed the tree? Sunday school song that we learned and Jesus said, come down out of that tree, I'm going to your house for lunch. I always thought that was a little pushy. But Jesus got an invitation and they had quite a discussion. Jesus was criticized for those people he ate with. They said, you're eating with sinners. You're eating with wine bibbers. You know what that means? People that like to have more than one glass of wine. But Jesus was with them. And then Holy Week, with the dark clouds of all that's going to come and the crucifixion on the horizon, he had a last meal with his disciples. What happened in those meals? What happened? In Cana of Galilee, can you imagine if you would have been one of the servants that carried the water that was turned into wine? Jesus wasn't very well known then. You know, he hadn't done any miracles yet. Maybe he'd done a little bit of preaching, but people weren't taking that seriously. And his mother says, they're out of wine, do something. And he says, well, you know, my time hasn't come, and and you know how mothers can be. And she said, do something. And Jesus said, well, give me some water. And they were in big earthen jars. They brought it. When he blessed it, and it turned to wine. Can you imagine being one of those that carried that? And you weren't allowed to stick your finger in and taste it, but you took it into the hall at the wedding, and then they poured the wine out. And one of the leaders there said, usually at a wedding, The best wine is served first, and then you give the cheap stuff when people have had a little too much. But this is the best wine. What happened? What happened to those who witnessed that? And then the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. However that happened, it happened. I got a feeling it probably happened in a way that, that a lot of the people didn't know it was a great miracle. They just knew the food was there. It's a little bit like we don't always know what's in the kitchen, but we know if it's in front of us, we can eat it. But there were some that knew. The disciples knew. There hadn't been any plans made for dinner, and now they were, they had dinner. And what about Zacchaeus? People did not talk to Zacchaeus. There's one argument that the reason he was up in a tree had as much to do with not his being short, which it says he was short, he was a wee little man, but had to do with the fact that as a tax collector and a, one who had thrown his lot with the Romans, 
that there were a lot of people there that in the midst of a crowd would like to stick a knife between the fifth and sixth rib and end everything. So when Jesus said, come on down out of the tree, I want to go to your house for lunch, there weren't usually people at his house unless they owed him a political favor. And what happened? Read the rest of the story. Life was changed. He was never the same. A friend, a believer, a changed man. And what about all of those sinners that ate with Jesus? We don't have a documentation of all of them. But I've got a feeling that at the very least they saw that he was a genuine man. They saw that there was something different about him. He saw that well, God was playing a role in it. And then there was the Last Supper. We remember that and we celebrate that even now. 2,000 plus years. When you read the letters of Paul and the other epistles, notice how many times you, it references back to that meal. Something happened in that meal. They didn't figure it out right away. The disciples were a little slow on that, as most of us are. But it was, it was there. And then the gospel reading for today. The setting, Jesus had been crucified. And these two followers, whether they were disciples or the next ring of followers, it's, they had said, we had hoped he was the one. Those are about as sad a words as you can have. When you've lost hope, it's over one prison in France where it says, uh, on the doorpost, uh, let all hope be abandoned. Uh, you know, there's no hope, and they'd lost hope. And so they're walking back from Jerusalem to Emmaus, probably six to seven miles. And Jesus comes up to them. They don't recognize him. Some say it's because the sun was in their eyes. Some have other rationalizations, but they didn't recognize him. And they talked about the events, and Jesus played dumb, and they said, are you the only one in Jerusalem that doesn't know what happened? And then they recounted everything. And the conversation went on and on, and they got to Emmaus, and Jesus acted as if he was to go on. They said, no, no, come and join us for a meal. And they insisted, and Jesus did. And when he was breaking the bread, they recognized who he was. Don't we recognize the reality of people when we break the bread? In the 30th verse, it says, He took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened. Life would never be the same. They saw Jesus in a new light. Doesn't the same thing happen to us or potentially happen to us when we gather to eat the meal that is prepared for us? Is it not through eating together that we connect with each other but also connect with the reality of the God who is larger and greater and more than a few steps ahead of us? What's going to happen when we eat today? I trust I trust that, that our eating, our communion, will be more than a fast food drive through where we do the minimal. And while fast food may keep us alive, 
we're probably not going to be all that we can be. What will happen when you eat today? Will you see Jesus in a new way? Will you, like those two on the road from Emmaus, who had been talking with Jesus and interacting all this time, all of a sudden realize that they see Jesus in a different light for who he is? Some of us come to the table today needing to experience again the forgiveness of God that we know through Jesus Christ. Perhaps all of us do. Some of us come today needing to be lifted above the battles that are raging within and without. They may be battles that only we individually know of, or they may be battles that the whole community knows, but, but we need to get lifted beyond those and not allow them to consume us as the steroids consumed the need for food and it was overblown. Some of us come needing to be told everything is going to be all right. No, not in that patronizing, tap the little child on the head and say it's going to be all right. But in that sense of knowing that no matter how dark the situation you are in and are walking through, you are not alone. And if Jesus is with you, you're going to be all right. Don't we all need that? And some of us are coming today, and we need to be nourished. We've been living on, on too little of food, and we've been living on too much junk food, and we need to experience the reality of a full meal and full relationship that nourishes the hungry soul, and that causes us to, in that sense, be more hungry for more. Some of us need encouragement. For some of us, we have felt the weight of what is going on in our life and has caused us to move slowly. And some of us, some of us need to see a new truth about who Jesus Christ is and how we live today. And all of us need to see Jesus in a new way. The table is before us. It's prepared. Let us prepare our hearts and souls to meet Jesus in a new way. And like those two followers of Jesus who had been at and witnessed the events of Holy Week but hadn't quite figured out the full implica implication of them, let us, as the bread is broken and the cup is a part of our life, let us experience Jesus in a whole new way. Let us pray. We thank you, O oh God, for the gifts that you give us. The gifts of food and fellowship and friends and relationships. But we confess we need more than that. We need to eat at your table. We need to see you in a new light. We need to not just walk from the events of the last week with you as we walk into the future, but we need to experience you in a new, more powerful way. Open us to your presence.
through the eating and drinking of this cup, and we will give you the honor and glory. Amen.